Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's the best of show with James and Claire. Don't be a bear, be listening to this show. So if you're a bear, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> you said a bunch of things I don't agree with. First of all, best of. It's around, I mean, best of this isn't much, is it? <laughs> no, it's really not. It's like looking at. It's the bottom of the route. We did not make it onto any best of podcast list of 2019. <laughs> Do you really look at those? Because I know I don't. You made it. The Weekly Planet made best podcast of the bloody decade on Spotify. Oh, did we? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, and in I, that case, that's I, great. <laughs> best ofs are incredible. I put it on the gram and you didn't care at all. Yeah. You said to me, uh, lists are for nerds. Lists are for nerds. And I said, you're a nerd. Speaking of lists, though, <laughs> and nerds, what we're doing this week, actually, and next week, we're splitting this into two because we're doing the kind of the best stuff that we Because we're going away on holiday to the we're beach. On holiday, that's right. We're going to be drinking pina coladas. That's right. And we've got somebody house-sitting our house so you can't rob us. Oh, God. Just to clarify, Claire. Hey, on a side note, we're married. This is suggestible. Oh, yeah, we recommend yeah, yeah. you things just in case I've you I've got some new stuff in here as well and before. some old stuff that people may have heard. But, yeah, it's just going to be kind of a... It's just like yeah. a summary of all the things we yeah. like this year. So it'll be stuff you've already heard before. But I Not think it's nice to oh, – actually, no, because yeah. we only started this show kind mm. of in the second half of the year. So that's kind of good. Okay, so we're starting with film. Yes. Best of 2019. You go first. Sure. Judgment's first. I've got a few. I'm going to mention one I haven't mentioned yet. It's called okay. The King. It's from Netflix. It's uh, It stars Timothy Charlemagne. And it's about a king of England who comes into power and then – He's kind of a goof and everyone's like, this guy's a goof. He shouldn't be king. He's a drunk or whatever. So he has to kind of assert himself and then also go to war with France. Oh. Right? And uh, he also goes up against, um, what's his name? He's in the new Batman, Robat Batten-Bat, <laughs> uh, who's like a French kind of Like do they prince. do, is it a duel? Yeah, they end up having a duel at one point. Oh, um, when is it set? Like, I don't know, 1500, 16, You know, in the year when everything time. was like just mud and fucking everything was shit. I think that you think the world, that, that time is in... You exist outside of time. I exist outside of that time because that time has passed. But uh, which time? Which period of time was it? Between thirteen hundred and seventeen hundred. Oh, good. Okay, specific. Doesn't matter. There's nothing in there. Nothing. All happens. right. So the king. So yeah. you recommend it? Definitely. Cool, yeah. It's a Netflix that. thing. You can just chuck it on there. It's also the battle that he has with Robat Batten Bat. Uh, it's his Batman nickname. Is is quite humorous because one Ooh. of them goes into it wearing a heavy set of armor in mud. It's just quite funny. <laughs> is it as funny as the ending of that film with Sean Connery, Camelot? Oh, uh, first night. First night, where Sean, like that movie. Nothing's as funny not as very that good. <laughs> but Sean Connery at the end of that going to battle or something yeah. is the most hilarious thing. Yeah, so funny. All right, well, for me, film was all about the rom com comeback. Oh yeah, well, it's, been, it's been all happening, hasn't it? Because I love a rom com. You know this about me. I know. That. Um, but I've really enjoyed it. One of my favourites, actually, was Always Be My Maybe, starring Ali Wong. I, I enjoyed that also. I mean, she's really great. Her comedy specials are great, but that was released this year on Netflix. So I really think the streaming services. services They're stepping up their game. They totally have. To well, all the boys I, I loved before. Three of I my that. four that I've written here in movies, three of them are streaming movies. So 
through Oh, yeah, most. there yeah. you go. I reckon most of mine are, actually. I get then again, it's awards season. A lot of stuff hasn't been out here yet. Like, I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit because it's not out yet. No. I haven't seen The Lighthouse because it's not out here yet. We haven't seen Cats. No, we haven't seen Cats, though it is out here. I do. I, I will. Oh, my God. I really want to say that. Too. I want to go and see it on our date night at the beach. Yeah, let's ruin it. And a then night. we'll talk about it. Yeah. When we come back next yeah, year, yeah, great, great. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Judy Dench's human hands oh and like, you know, cat with her body wedding that, ring that they're fixing. Oh, apparently, I'm so excited. Don't fix it, you cowards. Leave it as is. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going with the rom com. Can I just list my other yeah, of couple course. of rom coms I really enjoyed? To all the boys I loved before. Yeah, I didn't that's mind on that Netflix. One, yeah. I really loved that one. He's getting a sequel as well. Yeah, it's just really fun. It's called Three All the Boys I Loved Before. <laughs> All right, hilarious. Thank you. Isn't it romantic? Oh, the Rebel Wilson one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One either, yeah. I like that one too. I mean, look, they're not groundbreaking necessarily. No, but they're exactly what they're supposed to but be. But they're really good. But I think they've updated the format a bit. Yeah. They're I, sort of not just the same old trope yeah. and they're a bit funnier. I think so, And the yeah. lead characters, the women in them are just funnier. In yeah, general, I think I so. Feel. And it's not – they've kind of got a new batch of people who can be in these now. So it's not like Catherine Heigl, Meg Ryan, Jennifer yeah. Aniston, which is what Sandra it was. Sandra Bullock. Like, yeah, which they're all fine, but it's also like, can we get some new people? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're all kind of different, diverse people. That too, part I don't is... like. And I remember you saying to me off air that that's another part that you don't like also because <laughs> you can't identify like, with them. Are you insane? <laughs> oh my God. You're the, don't no, even, I agree. Don't with, even put that in the I agree. Universe. It's good. And it's I not really just like, it's it. not just like, well, it's diversity for diversity. So it's just there are diverse people in the world and these are great choices for yeah, these movies. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. And they're just, and I mean, Ali Wong, hilarious. Mm. Also, Modern Love. I oh, yeah. really enjoyed, which is Amazon Prime. Yes. That really surprised me with how much I enjoyed mm. that. It's just a series of short stories, yes. really. And it's brilliant. I think each one is a great little film in okay. itself. Um, and that stars some really big names. Excellent. And this isn't really a rom-com, but I felt like it was in the same kind of genre. I really liked Booksmart. Yes. I know you didn't enjoy that so much. Not as much as you, but then again, maybe it's not for me. Not everything is, so it doesn't really matter. That is you know? true. Yeah. Most of the world no, is. Not though. that I did not like it. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was good, but. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I enjoyed I that. I think also I just watched Superbad, which I love. And it's probably also because I relate more to that, obviously. But, yeah, um, yeah. Because I'm a cool dude. You are a cool uh, dude. So I mean, Superbad is excellent. That's incredible. It yeah. is. But, but, and Booksmart is in that similar kind of like yes. coming of age. People have said teenage. like it's girl Superbad, but it's not. But I can see how it's like. Yeah, it's got that similar got, sort of yeah. feel of that film. I often don't like those movies. I hated all the American Pies. They're not but, the same though. No, like, but it's that different. kind of teenage going to a party. Ameri- American Pie is like people, is, is like sexually assaulting people and streaming yeah. the, streaming them Ooh. online without their consent. Oh, it's, it's There's horrible. so many things that you watch back. Like I watched back the West Wing, don't watch season one. It, ugh, it just there's so much you look back on because they stream a exchange student having sex with somebody is that yeah. right <laughs> that's American Pie but mm. no but there's just a lot of sexual harassment and things and in the West Wing I kind of remember thinking all the female characters are really strong and actually not in the season one it's okay. a lot of mansplaining anyway Sounds okay right up my alley what was your other favorite film uh, I really liked I Am Mother which I talked about which oh, uh, yeah. we watched that together. Yeah, we did. I actually really enjoyed that. I forgot about that one. Hilary Swank, I really and I can't that. remember the actor's name who's the lead in it, and a robot. And yeah. it's just all set in a bunker, and it's about the end of the world and maybe the start of a new world and AI taking over and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's a few and twists it's terrific. And I really loved it. I um, did too. I mean, obviously, this is Netflix, particularly yeah. your wheelhouse. It is so far up your alley. Yeah, true. It's bloody called but James I, Clement Alley. It's called James Clement Alley. It's AI. The movie. It's yeah. kind of like, but it's not just. I think it's good outside of that as well. I do too. And I also I really think enjoyed it. Netflix has a lot of sci-fi crap, 
and this is not one of them. I also really enjoyed Annihilation. Yes, I don't think that was this year. I know, though. I don't think so either. But yeah. Natalie Portman starred yeah, in that. Yeah, I really like Annihilation. I really as well. enjoyed that too. Just as an example of another really great sci fi yeah. film that was I on mean, Netflix. Yeah, and like Annihilation, yeah, came out Feb of last year. Wow, that was a long time ago. Really? But yeah, like that movie and my mother probably wouldn't have done very well in cinemas, I'd imagine. You know? Really? You I'd imagine so. I mean, it's like kind of a mid tier, low budget. So oh, you never know, but. It's kind of a it's kind of a good idea to kind of sell these things for net to Netflix. And, yeah, it is yeah. interesting, isn't it? Or can it? be. Yeah. yeah. The other film I really loved that I saw in theaters was Ride Like a Girl. Oh yeah, I really enjoyed that. It was an Australian film too, and I'm not always a huge fan of Australian film because they're mostly about junkies and St Kilda, whatever the <laughs> fuck. Yeah. No, they're not. But I just don't, I think we have not a lot of. Wiggle room for film budgets here. Except it's for the very movie, obviously. Correct. It's just very difficult to get a film made. It's a good joke. I um, know. You shouldn't stop and acknowledge that. So <laughs> annoying. Anyway, um, I just think yeah. that that was a really excellent and film. Yeah, and different yeah. and about Michelle Payne, who was the first woman to win the Melbourne Cup, which is an iconic horse race here in Australia, which I gotta say that. Was really, yeah. It's really moving mm-hmm. and it's it's a really great film for teenagers to watch about grit and determination and yeah. hard work and Rachel Griffiths produced it and it's yes. brilliant. So cool. I would highly recommend that. All right, I'm gonna try and check that out. I'll see if I can Cool. All right. You look you sound uh, tired yeah. and disinterested. Yeah, Claire. Well, How you could know, you sound tired I've been, and I'm married with... to you. What am I supposed to put oh, you do? No, I'm not. I'm minute. interested. Uh Parasite was the one I really enjoyed, which is a, a, a Korean film about a family who kind of infiltrate a very rich upper class family, and and like um, ah. it's like really it's really funny and really full on. And I don't really want to spoil it, but you should watch it, even though it's full on. And uh, it's just it's easily one of the best films I've of the year. Heard my favorite one of my favorite podcasts we're going to talk about later recommended mm. that to me. Okay, yeah. Actually, well, not me personally. Oh, really? <laughs> Their listenership. Well, actually, listen me. Up, listen they up. did. It's all recommending to me. No, but I've heard that's yeah. brilliant. Have you got that? I want to watch that. I don't think so. I okay. could, I was probably streaming by now. Yeah. Okay, we'll have to find it. Mm. I really want to say that I heard good things. Yeah. Excellent. Any others? Uh, Dolomite is my name, the Eddie Murphy one. I still haven't really watched good. that. It's great. It's really good. And also he just came back to Saturday Night Live and I watched a few of his skits. He hasn't been back in like 30 years. How did it go? Really good. Like, I mean, that shows him very hit and miss. Mostly miss, I would even say. But he's, he, his monologue was really good and he kind of makes fun of Bill Cosby because he's like 30 years ago if he had to tell me that like Bill Cosby would be in jail and I'd have 10 kids and I'd be a stay-at-home dad, like – you know, who would have thought kind of thing? And Bill Cosby like responded like, you know, like how dare you? I'm a pioneer, and it's like, no, you're a rapist, and you should be in jail. So you know, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was, it was. I thought that was just a fun, funny way to kind of come out swinging at this absolute dog of a bloke who. Should who was like, yeah. and, and who used to ring him and things? Yeah, and like being like, you're too blue and whatever, and you're not. Yeah, you're not showing the yeah. community, like you're letting down the community. And yeah, all this. And, uh, and Dolomite is my name. It's like it's about um, Rudy Raymore. I think his name is. I've forgotten so much already from this year, but uh, yeah, and he, he gets this film off the ground with of his own financing, and it's uh, so this black exploitation kind of like kung fu, like sexy. James Bond esque kind of anyway, you should watch it. It's on Netflix. Sexy Kung Fu. Yeah. Did they sing the song Everybody was Kung Fu Fighting? No, they say everyone is sexy <gasps> Kung Fu fighting. Yeah. yeah, but I'm being sexy and singing Kung Fu That's fighting. That's true, you can do both. They should have that song. Every movie should have that song. It's an mm, excellent I agree. song. Okay, well, we're moving on to documentaros. Documentaros. That's how you say it. That's how I say it. That's how I say it too. We both say it like that. We do. It means 100% of the people who listen to this Correct. podcast say it like that. Correct. Also, it's a, that's an Australian saying, mate. <gasps> on, a, on a side note, have you seen the uh, Australian 
ad for Australia starring Kylie Minogue yeah, yeah, and yeah. Adam Hills. This year's been tough and confusing, but progress is moving. Well, a glacial pace. Sorry. But all of Australia loves you and will never judge you. You just need some space. Because negotiating tricky trade deals is a shocker. But look, there's a quokka, and that's what you need. A quokka is really what you need. Don't bite your nails to the cuticles. And with impressive marsupials. Helping a mate is a national Did you hear me like cock that shotgun and put it to my mouth? <laughs> it's so yes, bad. I have heard it. Eddie Perfect, who I think is like a really great um, Australian kind of comedian, musician, it? actor. No, he wrote the song. Did he? Oh, it's poor Eddie really Perfect. It's really lame. That's not really the problem I, I have with it. The whole, uh, just like the timing of it. It's like this is, it's Adam Hills and Kylie Minogue, who if you don't know, if you're, big, if you're from the UK, you would know, but they're two Australian. One's a, like a comedic personality. The other one's like a pop star. Yeah. This is, I'm talking for people in the US who probably won't know. Correct. But uh yeah, it's them being like, come to Australia and they're singing about how good Australia is and beaches and whatever. It, when like half Blue the, con- skies yeah, half the country is on fire. And like that, that aside, because they would have obviously planned this like months ago. Yeah, yeah. Like Adam Hills and Kylie Minogue don't live here. They live in the UK, which is fine. You can live wherever you want. But don't be like, it's the greatest place in the world you should except come here. Like, except you don't, don't live here. Live here. <laughs> and you don't have to live here because, you know. No, Why would exactly. you? But no, I, yeah. it's a great place. But it is just bad timing because there's some major bushfires raging yeah, in Australia at the moment. Well. And actually there's a quite a lot of koala habitats that are being destroyed. God, when was, the, when so, was the last good Australian campaign? Oh, the one, where the bloody hell are that you, was mate? terrible. <laughs> I I, the Crocodile Dundee one was kind of interesting, I guess, until it turned out to be a tourism campaign, uh, I guess, because it got people talking because they were like, they're making a new one? Yeah. But I think the Paul Hogan one is probably the last one that people really remember. When was that? It was in the one? 80s. Wow. The Papa Shrimp on the Barbie that thing. That was when we were born. Yeah. That, that's where that comes from. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, there you go. Anyway, side note, docos. Docos, What were your favorite docos? Uh, I'd, I'd seen more than I thought. Actually, one I just watched, it's called Don't Fuck With Cats. It's on Netflix. It's a three-part series. <laughs> they should have listened to that before they made the movie Cats. Absolutely. They should. You're not wrong. Touch it should be a general me. rule of life. <laughs> yeah. oh Touch me with Sorry. your human hands, Judy Dench. <laughs> Even though you've got a and cat's then, face and body. And Tay-Tay gets sexy yeah. as a cat. I'm not looking forward to that. Goodness but gracious. I sort of am, though. So basically, uh, it's it's not fun. It's a, it's a, it starts with a, somebody anonymously puts a video up on YouTube of – putting cats in a vacuum seal bag and sucking the air out of it and suffocating them. Oh, that's awful. That's how it starts. And then from there, it it extends from that to 
groups trying to find this person through the internet, right? And like using clues, what's in the room, background noise, all of these different kinds of things, right? To try and figure out who this person is. And it escalates because then it's like, is this person actually like a serial killer? Is it like going to be another step to this? And so they try to warn the police, but then it really escalates. And, and, and it's just really interesting, the idea of like online culture. And there's also a conversation of if people hadn't have pursued this guy, would it have escalated in the way that it did? Kind of oh, thing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, and at the end, one of the women who were involved with it is like, "Well, we think about how maybe we contributed to this, and maybe we made this worse along the way." But she's also like, "But you know, if you're watching this, maybe you should think about maybe you're contributing to it also." And I'm like, "Well, uh, you know, if anything, if one of us is contributing to this, <laughs> it's you in this documentary because me watching this documentary, the guy who is it's Just about your, doesn't know." Your- <laughs> Just for your listening, because um, you can't see James's face, he's doing that thing where he squints his face up and then. Like, oh, I just hated rages. the like. They're like, well, who's really to blame here? You, not me. <laughs> you did this more than I. I mean, you didn't do it, but you helped. I didn't help. I'm nothing to do. How, how fucking dare you? Anyway, I just it was supposed to be like poignant, but like, well, who's really watching who? Kind of like, get fuck, get fuck out of here. Look at that shit. Anyway, it's a good documentary. You should watch it. Very full of rage. It's true crimey, yeah. What do you got? All right. Cool. That sounds really interesting. I've never heard of that before. Mine is is like the kind of opposite to that. Homecoming came out this year on Spider-Man Netflix. Homecoming? Well, that was, that, no, that was 2017. No, this is written, directed, and executive produced by Beyonce. It's her um, film and documentary of her 2018 Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival performance. Which kind of, if you don't haven't seen her Coachella performance, it was completely iconic, completely original, absolutely incredible. The choreography, the the musicianship, the dancing, her in general, like she'd had given birth to twins some, and mm. really had to get herself into shape very quickly and lose a whole lot of weight. She was completely not match ready, as she says. So the documentary kind of follows her journey to getting back to in back into her old costumes and all this kind of stuff but also God. how she built this incredible team around her and just the amount of power in the performance mm. that that what they talk about in terms of race and being a woman and just it's just incredible the music is amazing it's very it's just it's iconic that's all I can say and you know, she won awards for it. What was really clever too was that because so she kind of took over Coachella, yeah. um, but other so people who performed at Coachella who didn't do you know the full shows like she headlined, who didn't do the full shows got paid the same as her. But what she asked for was not more money, but the rights to the footage which was so clever because then she made this uh, film yeah. and sold it to Netflix for yeah. many dollars yeah. and now she owns the rights to all of that and the distribution plus the out live album, all of that stuff. So awesome. she's such a, she's a very, very savvy businesswoman. Her and Jay-Z as well as, are really yeah. kind of ahead of the game in just, that way. Just yeah. very, very clever. And mm. this Because the money isn't always in the music itself, obviously. Well, not anymore. No. It's in everything else. Yeah, you know, yeah. exactly. It's sort of merch and um, live shows. Mm. And so – it's just stunning. Yeah. And and you just, oh, the amount of work that goes into a show like that is just phenomenal. How did she come across like as a person? It's really interesting. She is she like across, aloof and like? No, she comes across as quite sweet yeah, and humble. I don't really know anything about her. Like, I know. It's honest, really yeah. interesting. She almost puts this character on when she goes on stage. Sasha Fierce? Well, yeah, she does have her alter ego, Sasha Fierce, but I was really surprised watching it. She comes across as really, like she's obviously quite savvy and 
very, very talented and extremely hardworking and focused. But I wouldn't say that she's particularly, what's the word, dominating as a personality. Yeah. She's kind of, she seems like really quite sweet and humble. But she also has like some very um, definite visions about yeah. how she wants everything to look. You can be look. both, obviously. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like there's stories about people who are terrible. You know what I mean? And like apparently Al, there's lots of stories about like Alan DeGeneres is terrible kind of. There's a lot of uh, really? talking about that apparently. I, I don't know. There's well, just like too, like very to everybody. particular? Yeah, yeah, particular and terrible and whatever. But her and, motto is be kind. Well, apparently she's not. Again, I don't know. I can't Ooh. speak to it. This is, But very few people will kind of openly say it because. That's so interesting. You wouldn't. And Oprah yeah. apparently not that way and, you know, and then. It depends. Like well, and look, I yeah. don't know. I mean, this is obviously as Beyonce social media. Yeah, yeah, it's obviously. from her. It's very curated. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a behind the scenes, but it's a very flattering behind the scenes yeah. look, obviously. And it kind of flicks between kind of beautiful imagery and footage. So it's not like a pure doco. Yeah. But it is so obviously it's it's very flattering in yeah. lots of ways. Yeah, she just shows an artist at work. Yeah, right. And it's very interesting. Her personality on stage is very different. From her um, private life, it yes. seems to me, anyway. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's really worth a watch. Right. So that was my. And it has the one. music in it as well. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. it basically feel it's the whole of the of of her performance, mm. but done with kind of jumping in and out of the timeline. Yeah, right. So it's it starts with her performance, like in this really iconic, amazing Cleopatra moment she has. The costumes are incredible. But then it'll go back in to when they were rehearsing and all the problems that happened yeah, right, and all okay. the, the way that she crafted that particular thing. And then she'll have kind of iconic statements about race and their, you know, the cultural divide and all of that kind of stuff too. Mm. And so, yeah, she jumps in and out. So you do get to see the whole of the performance but it's in pieces. Yes. And you actually can't, if you Google it, it's very hard to find her Coachella performance in its entirety because they've got the rights. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, Yeah. it's really interesting. Anyway, I loved that. The other one I loved was the fire documentary directed by Chris Smith. About the fire festival. Also was like <laughs> made by the Fuck Jerry guys who also contributed to the fire festival. And it's oh, did yeah. they? Uh-huh. They're this Instagram, Twitter, Facebook account that just rip off people's content and put ads on it. Oh, they sound wonderful. Bunch of fucking. Okay, well, maybe don't watch that yeah. except do because it's. Oh, it's like, fascinating. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's fascinating and kind of hilarious. And there's just moments in that where you just can't believe that it was actually a thing that actually happened. Yeah. Anyway, um, and that's on Netflix as well. So there's two. There's really another one as well, which I can't remember the name of. Yeah, but the, that, the one F-Y-R-E directed yes. by Chris Smith is, I reckon, what's well, the one that I've heard the yeah. most raves about? Okay, rave reviews about and I watched them, really enjoyed. Okay, comedy. Well, I'm not finished yet because I was oh. going to say, tell me who I am. I talked about. Oh, you did. Quite recently about twins. two twins. One of them loses their memory and then the other mm-hmm. one kind of like kind of tells him about his backstory and whatever and kind of yep, rebuilds yep, yep. this guy's life. But then it's also like, well, there may have been some omissions and um, without spoiling it or whatever, yeah. Yeah, you should definitely watch that. I think it's still on net. Luke's. Yeah, it is. I haven't watched it yeah, yet, but cool. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and the other one is Free Solo, which is about a man who I don't even know if that's from oh, this year. I love that, but I watched though. it this year. It's about oh, a guy who really uh, it's this mountain somewhere <laughs> in the American <laughs> Rockies maybe, uh, and it's about this guy who climbs it uh, without any climbing equipment. And the documentary team that follows him and they're also like, well, if this guy falls, like we were partially responsible for this because we are documenting documenting it. Documenting it. Yeah. Uh, so does that mean that like if we weren't doing this, would like he, would he not feel pressured to do it? But there's also like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. So they're like, well, maybe we should do it if he's going to do it anyway. 
I guess. And so, yeah. but then it's like, well, if he falls, then we're gonna we're gonna have that footage, aren't we? And it's just real. Alex Holland, Honold, Alex Honold. It's a really interesting guy. He's also got like a like the fear part of his brain is like not as developed or smaller than like a regular person. Yeah, because it's just insane yeah. what he has to do. Like by his fingernails, almost yeah. he's scaling this yeah. like insanely. But he climbs like a person rock. walks. Like it's yeah. It's fascinating. I actually recently watched another documentary called The Dawn Wall, Mm -hmm. which I wanted to talk about, which was also about a free climber. That might even be the same. Yeah, it's the same sequel. It's the same series of rock faces, but this one is The Dawn Wall. I don't. Yeah, there's different pathways up this same sort of rock formations. Yes. Um. So the Dawn Wall had never been climbed before. Tommy Caldwell kind of makes it his life's ambition. It's called the El Capitan in the Yosemite yes, right. National Yosemite. Park. Yeah, Yosemite National Park. There yeah. you go. What's really interesting about this documentary is the backstory. So weirdly, Tommy Caldwell has been climbing since he was five or something. Yeah. And he and his girlfriend and a couple of other friends went climbing somewhere. It was like an in the Middle East. Right. And they were captured by oh. some soldiers and then by two of them and because and, they kind of got caught in the crossfire of a war and then they were sort of walking through this wilderness, this rocky terrain, and one of the other, uh, they had no water and no food and it quickly became clear that these two soldiers actually had no plan for what they were going to do with them. Okay. Anyway, one of the guys disappeared to see if he could go and find some water and food, one of the soldiers. So they were just climbing with one soldier up this kind of like edge of a cliff and Tommy came to the realisation, I think he was only like 19 or something, that this is his chance. If they're going to escape, he has to push the guy off the cliff. Oh, my God. And can he do it? And I don't know if he could. Anyway, he did. Pushes (laughs) the guy off the cliff. The guy just falls and falls to his death. And then from there, what kind of unravels, because his girlfriend was there with him at the time. Yeah. They end up getting married and it's really interesting then what happens to their relationship. And at the same time, he's trying to come to grips with the fact that he's killed someone. Yeah. And so he gets kind of interviewed by all these big talk shows and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, he keeps climbing because climbing seems to be the only thing that he can kind of unravel his mind through and process things. That sounds fascinating. So fascinating. And but then it's all kind of on the backdrop of him attempting the Dawn Wall, which is very similar to that other documentary. Does he have to push a guy for for that as well? No. (laughs) No, but he does that with a uh, mate. So it's very different to the other doco because he has to do it with a friend. I don't think it's so it almost doesn't seem possible. I don't think you can do it by yourself. You have to have you have to have someone to spot you because it's not a free I think it's a free climb, but it, the other one was done without ropes or anything, yes. whereas this is done. Maybe they were tethered to each other? No, it's 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 still done with ropes. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, it's still it's done with like they have a rope around them. So they're climbing without rope, but they've attached. So if they fall, they don't actually fall. Oh, they're like you know, putting, they've, putting the ropes in as they Yeah, I don't know there. what that's called. But, yeah, they've got Yeah, like, that's pretty standard, I think. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's a bit different to the other type yeah, right. of climbing. But cool. I think that's the only way that you could do this rock face. So, anyway, highly recommend the Dormal. Cool. Excellent. Comedy. What do you got? Ooh, all right. Okay, so. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. So my favourite comedy special of the year was Catherine Ryan Glitter Room. Ah, uh, did I watch that? Yes, yeah, I did. did. I liked that one a lot. You really yes, liked that I one did. too. Oh, I should have so put that one. Yeah, funny. Well, I was going to say, I should have put it in. Well, I, I am now. 
Yeah, correct. Yeah, she's great. She's got another special as well. That was really funny. I yeah, it was really one, yeah. funny, wasn't it? Yeah. She's brilliant. She's sort of my favourite comedy find of this year. Mm. And the other one I saw, just comedy in general, this is a live comedy show. A live comedy a show? A live sh- comedy show. Unlike comedy shows that are recorded Correct. Zero I know. Audience. Correct, exactly. And look, obviously like a lot of our podcasters have live comedy shows, which I also really enjoyed, um, but this one isn't part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Casey Workman did a comedy show in the comedy festival this year called Giantess. Yeah, right. And it's, and it's this, she's an art, a graphic artist and comedian who's also trans. Right. And it's really about her childhood and her story about coming out, but it's done in this very kind of clever, funny third-person narrative story with her What's kind of on? graphic art. It's not – I don't think you can find it anywhere because it was a live it? show. Oh, yeah, so, so, I, went oh, and so saw I thought you meant it. like it was recorded. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I actually went and yeah, saw right. it. I didn't – I don't remember you telling me about this. Yeah, mm. I went mm. and saw it. It was in March, so I may I would have told you, you but it's then, a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Um, but she was brilliant. She was nominated in, uh, for an award in the comedy festival. So yes. it was just brilliant and I loved it and it just sold out every night. People were raving about it. It was very – it walked that fine line of being incredibly moving but also hilarious. Okay. So kind of um, like the Hannah Gatsby thing, would you um, say? Yeah, very differently crafted. Yeah, right. Maybe a similar feeling, might not angry. This yeah. wasn't an angry one. It was more just it was a way of yeah, it's like a story. She was telling a story about a girl mm. that was actually her, but She's telling it in a third person, like yeah, a right. children's storybook. Okay, right. And she has kind of the graphics to go with it. And it's really about a girl who's a giantess. Yeah. If that makes sense. Because she's quite tall. Is that yeah, that well, because she's actually, she grew up as a boy. Yeah, right, yeah. And she's trying to explain to her family and her dad mm. about herself um, and how she came out and right, okay. found her who she is. And, yeah, it was just, it was so great, so beautiful. So mm. Cassie Workman, look out for her work. Uh, Mike Babiglio, I just want to quickly mention he did one about having a kid you and how that ruined him. his life. Uh, but the, my favourite one I think was Gary Goldman, The Great Depression, which is about, which I, I really love and I talk <laughs> yeah. about extensively. A lot of people raved about that yeah. too. Yeah. So it's about a guy who kind of, I've, I've talked about this, but he says he, he looks like like he's got the physique and like body of Gaston, but he feels like Belle, like he's that kind of, <laughs> so he's like plays football because he thinks he's short or whatever, but he's actually like quite like gentle and, and like meek, but he's got this ridiculous like athlete's body. And this is about him dealing with like depression and, and overcoming that and anxiety. And where is his comedy kind of at at this point in his life? Because, you know, he's late 40s at this point, you know what I mean? And this yeah. is, you know, he hasn't, he's not one of the biggest comedians in the world. This is, well, we might, he probably is now after this, but and I just loved it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. yeah. And, and really ca- honest and re- just really funny. Like that bit I put in, all Collins put in about the water. How, like you grew up in the 80s and like that was supposed to be so tough and whatever, but it was just mostly like neglect and poor, poor education. Poor hydration. Poor hydration. He just and, said uh, that, you know, people were saying that they bang on too much now about kids being hydrated. He's like, no, we really needed yeah, we the needed, water. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the funniest line of the whole year has come out of that, which was that life, it's every day. Yeah, it's every day, every single <laughs> that, day. Yeah, yeah it's something that like that. It yeah, was it's something really like that. I really re- responded to that. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we will be back next week because we've got to also talk about some of the stuff that we've read, uh, TV shows, uh, music and podcasts. So don't worry if you're worried that this is the last show of Ooh. the year, which it might be. No, it is. It is but, the but last. It, but, but there'll be one next week. 
And then we'll take a little bit of a break. We'll talk about more of that next week. But do you have any uh, any user requests or not? User requests? No, no, no. <laughs> what are you talking I meant to say user okay. reviews, but I got I confused. Have, listener, yeah. listen to this. Mm. James is on the end of his rope. I like, really am. Really on the end of his rope. I like, know I'm on the end of because I swear more when fried. I'm tired. Yeah. yeah, I could tell as mm. well. You just, like, you just sound... You sound tired, mate. It's been Thanks. a long year. And you're coming to the end of what is your like blockbuster. Yeah, December's like December insane. is your like ginormous month mm-hmm. and you've been working like Christmas Eve, you're up till three AM working. And the problem is there's so much incentive to work in December because there's so much more money to be made on YouTube, which sounds terrible, but something I put out now will like do like two or three times more than it will if I put it out in January. So it's like this whole like debate of like, do I kill myself to do this to relax? Do you want, anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. Anyway, it doesn't I know, matter. but that's basically yeah. what you've been doing. So mm. he's been smashing and burning the candle at both ends mm. while I've been chilling. Yes. Just chilling just and chilling grilling. Out. Anyway, what have you got from... <laughs> grilling cheese. No, not really. Okay, so this is from Dara Eaton. Oh, I know Dara. I'm from Eaton, yeah. Yeah, legend. I'm sure I'm too late for tomorrow's episode, but I'll try and get in early for next week. Well, here you are. Please watch Dairy Girls. The first season is on oh, Netflix. Watch Dairy and Girls. I think Claire and James would both love it. It's funny, it's moving, it paints a great picture of the fascinating and troubled time in Irish history. But as I've said before, watch with subtitles the North Irish accent or Northern Irish accent is a tricky one to follow. Love the show. Can't wait for the next episode. Thank you. You know what? Dairy Girls, I have already watched this, Dara, and honestly, I didn't put that in my list. Do you do the subtitles? But I should have. No, I don't. You don't. I don't need the subtitles. Do, well, I'm just, but I'm you? smarter than most. Yeah, no, that's I'm true. Just, no, seriously, I should have put this on my list because it was one of the most hilarious mm. shows. Yeah. I've, oh my god, I, I was in one of those ones that, like, I got to see that show. It's just mm. so funny about these Northern Ireland schoolgirls, really, mm. and I just, oh my god. So thank you, Dara, because I totally agree well, I've, with you. I've got a review here from Scooter Gone that says, Shocking Claire with Krampus. Thank you so much for people who reviewed during the week. We, we got a few that was really helpful. Oh, uh, so the show. Really appreciate it. It says, I love this episode. This is the one where we did the, the Christmas stuff last year, last week. James and Claire have great chemistry. It's always a joy to listen to. Uh, li- to listen to. What I love about it is, is I can only imagine the look on Claire's face when James describes, describes Krampus. Uh, bloody got to keep up the good <laughs> yeah, work. Yeah. You bloody did. Krampus was so horrifying and I thought because the movie starred Tony Collette that it was going to go down no, kind of like a, it's a terrible Christmas horror movie. complex family time and instead it's like a giant monster yeah. just eating and killing people. Anyway, we got to wrap it up. Uh, All right. See you next week. See you next week. A Merry Christmas. No, it's Happy finished. New Year. Happy New Year's, yes. Bye. Happy New Year to you and yours. Mm. Not to James, he's sad. I'm sad. And tired. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.